Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh. I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always professional. What the, the story fuck is even classic, happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical acclaim, and it's Pokemon Snap. If you're pressed to tank, it goes <laughs> Like, what buddy, is going buddy, on? I was on, I was on edibles. <laughs> Not a pornography. This is a podcast. Uh, and you got the name wrong again. I, I like your duck shirt. It's a duck. I just like half of our stuff in there is just us going. Ah! Oh, oh boy! <laughs> Welcome to another two dads and a podcast. Stop it! You're gonna get us don't, flagged again. Don't by sue you, me. The YouTube. Don't sue me. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome to We're two sorry. dads and sorry, a Disney. a bebop. Um, a podcast of just folk blues. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So as we said last week, we're doing uh, Cowboy Bebop episodes. You guys know on the 19th, the live action Cowboy Bebop is hitting the Netflix. And we are here to provide you with an introspective. This is probably one of the topics that you could say you and I are extreme experts on pretty well versed yes <laughs> like i didn't need to do a whole lot of research it didn't make it easy but so we're doing no it did not make it easy this was episodes this was difficult to narrow down because they are all so good it was it was honestly easier to take like okay i know this one's not going to be in there not because it's not good but because there's other well, ones that are better here's the, here's the thing <laughs> there are you know you can go through our, our top five anime and you got like the Trigun and Escriad, and you can find a weak link within their 26 episode epilogue. There's no weak, weak link here. No. So what do you do? No, they what are all fantastic. There's no weak link. It, but, it's so essentially I have like reasons for why I chose mine. These are my favorites, you know, versus being the best. So I, that that's really what it boils down yeah, to. And, and I'm sure that's be, the same thing for you. Probably be some surprises on here. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and start with my number five. Your number five. It's my turn. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. My number five. My number five is number one. Asteroid Blues. Oh, it is man. one of the most perfect introductory episodes. Hey, guess what, buddy? To a show. Guess what, buddy? What? We did it again. Uh, we did it again. Yeah. Asteroid Blues, <laughs> man. It is. We it meet the team, man. It sets up the show for everything that you should expect for the entire perfectly perfectly and And, and you know it has the comedy it has the serious notes it's yeah so good here's the thing about episode one for this is uh or no sorry all right what i was saying here's the thing i noticed about cowboy bebop watching through it again is some of the best music of the show comes from the first half of the series oh yeah the first, oh, like, yeah. it's got oh, eight man. to ten episodes has some of the my best of the favorite music. music by far, by far. And episode one holds no punches. Usually you want to ease people in it. They don't fucking do that, man. So you're chasing Asimov and you get introduced to the red eye drug. Like, yep. which, which quick. and it's something takes, that it's a reoccurring back in, thing throughout, yeah. throughout the season or season series. I just and, noticed, I, I like your Ein shirt. What is yeah, all yeah, on yeah. that? Ein. Is it just yeah, Ein? Oh, nice. Yeah, with... Um, <laughs> yep. You got so, Ein with a little bone? So you're, you're chasing... 
You you got this pregnant lady who's not actually pregnant. That's just where the drugs is Spoilers. at. Spoilers. And and you get these awesome speeder chases. You you, you oh, get the, the the combat, the, the action. Bebop, the... You get the swordfish. Dude, you get you, you Spike, get you, you find out he's horrible. He can get the head. shit beat out of him. <laughs> Man, there's just so and much. Then you got you get wrapped up and you get to the end and she kills their bounty like. And it's an emotional thing because she's killing the love of her life at the same time. Well, because the thing is, is she knew what was going to happen. Be. Literally, as soon as that happened, their ship gets blown apart. Yeah. So she knew they weren't going to live anyway. So she kind of just puts him out of his misery. And it sets up this yeah. feeling for the entire series of a little bit of comedy here, some action sequences here, some emotional elements here with music that just ties everything together in a nice, neat little bow. And it is, it is truly the perfect like said, first episode of an anime. It's like you said there, there's comedy in it. You get the, uh, listen, Jet, you said bell peppers and beef. There's no beef in here. So you wouldn't exactly call it bell peppers and beef. Now, would yes, you? I would. Like, I mean, <laughs> well, it's, it's not. Awesome. It is when you're broke. All right. <laughs> yes, I man, their <laughs> their back and forth there is just amazing. It's fantastic, and it like honestly, the dynamic between Bo Billingsley and Steve Bloom, and then later on, of course, with Wendy Lee and Melissa Fawn, and everything was just so perfect throughout the entire series and i think we could keep going on about just episode one but we need to move on to your number four yes we we've got to keep this moving forward and my number four is just this brilliant um episode set to the backdrop of some incredible blues and mainly the harmonica because my number four is sympathy for a devil and Ooh, so you oh man i kid. love the harmonica is it is that the what, what's the name of the song is it spooky doki kid the name of the song i know that's one of the harmonica songs um that's one of the the two harmonica ones um i didn't look up the soundtrack for this just because i mean the songs i know by heart but the the titles are yeah kinda, oh yeah, uh, yeah scattered course. in my brain <laughs> i guess but you. so you have this kid and the kid is as far as you know He's just a kidnapped kid, and he's playing harmonica at such an extremely good level. And oh yeah! So you got you got this dude zebra, and you got this dude giraffe, and you don't know what's going on here. But then it, it, he gets shot out. And, well, you know, well, let's back up uh, a little bit. You know, swoops in like there's there's a bounty out on giraffe, and so that's where that's where yeah. the bebop crew comes in, and, and they play their part in here and you know giraffe comes in and he pulls a gun on zebra and the kid and you're thinking you know he's trying to take the kid away and then he the next thing you know he's get blown gets blown out the window by a gunshot and man it just really takes a the confusion sets in yeah oh <laughs> and, and so it turns out this little kid is ageless he got affected by an explosion and so he doesn't, he can't age and he's the only person who survived this blast and uh, sort of, what is it? What, I don't even know. It gets confusing because there's this pink little crystal that they melt down into a, put into a bullet and he gets shot and he fucking ages so far. 
but it really shows well like there was there was an accident an explosion and because of that explosion he got like bombarded by some like chemicals or something and it made him essentially immortal and gamma rays or whatever the fuck you want to yeah i mean i mean he's not turning into the hulk (laughs) they go to explanation they they do they Um, do explain but it's hard to follow a little bit but it turns out it's this little devil kid the entire time and you know he was using zebra as kind of a scapegoat just to take his money and and he was using him a different person as soon as the first the first person died he moved on and then he moved on and as they aged they were just trapped with this kid uh, because nobody would accept a kid you know living this long you know so he just had to take on this new persona every time Yep, and you know, 30 so plus you, years you, he's living as a kid, you know, at least 30 years, because, you know, we get that picture, and they're like, oh, this picture's 30, from 30 years ago, but that's not Zebra, and it turns out that Giraffe and Zebra were friends, and Giraffe was trying to save Zebra, and no, we're not talking about wild animals, these are people, okay? And Jet Black is a baby hipster, obviously. He is so well adverse into the blues. Yeah, and I don't know why I love that part. <laughs> yeah, he just comes in. He's like, "Yeah, I've been like, I've liked the blues for as long as you know." <laughs> it's just straight up hipster, and it's great. It, yeah, as soon as the doctor whacked his bottom, he was born wailing the blues. But this this episode is fucking weird, twisted, and has some crazy cool ups and downs in it. And staying with that line, staying with that weird and twisted element because there are there are a few episodes but my number four is another one that has just so much to it and honestly it has very little actual speaking in it and it's episode 20 piero le fou or requiem for a clown this episode is it's trippy it it's almost like a horror movie the entire time through you know Spike just happens to be right. in the wrong place at the wrong time, sees this guy murder somebody, and then gets essentially uh, this deranged serial killer targets him because he doesn't want anybody to survive. And what I really like can about I, this... Can, go, I, go, 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 can go. I hold you up, though? Yeah, go ahead. My number three is Piero Le Fou, or oh, that's very otherwise similar. known as Requiem um, for a Clown. And I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was gonna happen, man. Oh, this episode so freaks good. me out, though. My my wife refuses to watch this episode. She won't, and it's just because this guy's laughter is so haunting. Like, think uh, Mark Hamill's Joker, but with no fucking soul. Just dead, um, sort of psychopathic laughing. That is this. And and he's a child, is what he is. Yeah, so, little back backstory, you know, I started off, Spike sees this guy murder somebody, and then he goes all like, well, you, you, there can be no witnesses, and starts chasing after Spike to try to kill him. So, the few things I like about this, and, and well, there's more than a few, but a few of the big things I like about this episode. One, it shows you this, that Spike is, one that is he... not all-powerful. Oh, he is no. not going to win oh, every no. fight. He he was losing. He was not going to survive until one of the the and major it got kind to of the point where plot twists. They didn't even want him going back out there. You're going to die, man. Like you're you're running to your death at this point. 
and and one of those things that I love about this episode is wrong place, wrong time. He wasn't even trying. Nope. He wasn't even looking for trouble at this time. Nope. It found him this time, <laughs> which just it, it, it just pounds away this sort of topic through the whole thing where Spike, whether he wants it or not, trouble finds him. Trouble He's finds him. He's one of those people. Always. Trouble finds him. So it turns out, you know, this deranged serial killer, he was a he was part of some military exper- experiments and he was essentially a that's a another reoccurring theme through this yeah, whole yeah. thing. Oh, it it is it is, um, but he's essentially like a super soldier. He's been trained. He's super powerful. He's almost superhuman in this element. But during all these experiments, it fucked up his brain to the point where he is slowly reverting back to a childlike state, and it's almost really just it's it's freaky but it's also an incredibly sad and tragic episode Dude, on top of it his oh the horrible. way he dies that is the part oh. of this episode that disturbs you this most is the way he dies and he's just literally yelling out like out for, his, for mama. his mommy and you know as a dad as a parent you know both you know with with felix and i and our wives and everything like it truly just it hits you this guy... It, it's at, upsetting, bro. It's upsetting. It is extremely upsetting. And, you know, at first, he just wanted to get revenge, but because he started reverting back to a childlike state, he just found joy and s- sick satisfaction in killing people. And Jet Black's quote and his line in the this episode hits you extremely hard. There's nothing as pure and cruel as a child. And it just... And it, then... Mm, his ah, ha, 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 just freaky laughter behind the backdrop of this do 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 oh man soundtrack do do so good so fucking good it's fucking haunting as it really is it really is so i i love that i love that that was on your list i was i was hoping it would be because it's such a good episode all the way through so they paint it they paint it so well i mean it's terrifying it really is yeah it's it's practically a horror it It, it's literally like it shares so many tropes and like kind of hints from other horror genres and elements and that whole psychological bit and it's it's great go watch it so that brings us to my yeah, number three. We're sure. kind of, I was like, oh, hey, we You're need to keep three. going on this list. And now we're just breezing through because all of ours <laughs> are the same. Hey, I'll, I'll talk for as long as you want about Cowboy Bebop. So my number three is one of the comedy episodes. It is hilarious. It's fantastic. And it has a, a quote that we actually got in our interview with Bo Billingsley. <laughs> and it's Mushroom, Mushroom Samba. Samba. Mushroom yeah, yeah. hunting. I love this song. Uh, That's the song that was stuck in my head fucking, earlier, by the way. That's the song that was stuck the in my dude head. Just, the dude dragging this coffin everywhere he goes. You know why I drag this coffin with me everywhere I go? And <laughs> because I'm shattered. Just shatters it. <laughs> like <laughs> He's been dragging this coffin for, what, <laughs> 10 years or something? And, and Ed is just <laughs> he like... He finally finds the person. <laughs> 
Dude, I, I love this episode. This is one of the best episodes ever. You know, everybody's hungry. They send Ed at, Ed and Ayn out to venture for some food to try to find something. No, they didn't. They didn't them out. Kind of, sort of. But yeah, so Ed, Ed just goes out and he's trying to find some food. Or she's trying to find some food. I well, don't they know. Get thrown off their, they get thrown off their course by this ship. And lo and behold, this ship is it a is, bounty is a bounty tumbling yeah. down with mushrooms <laughs> inside so he, of it he's he's a mushroom smuggler and you know ed ends up running into him and ends up with some of the mushrooms and takes them back he's like oh hey we found some food and naturally and this dude is so <laughs> quick to like it's it's a little 11 year old girl and he's like <laughs> afraid of her almost <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> just and, trying to bribe her to leave him alone and so she she takes the mushrooms back and she's like i don't want to eat these myself let's feed them to the crew and see what's going on with these mushrooms <laughs> and everybody starts hallucinating she wants to test them out to see what happens and yeah my favorite one is spike <laughs> just walking up the same step of stair the same step and he's yeah. just going, following <laughs> the stairway to heaven. a frog on the stairway to heaven. And Jet's talking to his Jet's fucking, talking to his plants, one, like, having an existential crisis. Who am bonsai I? trees. Who I bought a bonsai tree for this episode. And I, I told Bo Billingsley <laughs> this. This episode inspired me to buy my own bonsai tree. And, 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 and this, is, this is the episode we get the <laughs> shit-talky-mushroom line from, uh, from Jet. And, at the end and this poor fucking just bad ass uh bounty hunting woman chasing after this <laughs> dude and she just keeps getting fucked over like and an ein hop in her like, trunk hides in her trunk <laughs> <laughs> and so the cops pull over they're like hey we're just checking because there's a mushroom smuggler on they're like oh yeah yeah i got nothing to hide and they pop She's open the trunk in. and ed's Check you know passed out in the trunk and they're what's like what's going on here and she's like i have no idea what the hell's happening <laughs> oh man oh, i love this episode it's great it's brilliant yeah uh, i can't, and, I can't and argue the, with that the music is bit. fantastic the mushroom hunting song is wonderful it, it like just the rhythm the beat it's it's so unique in comparison to some of the other music we're on to number two your number two my number two also a bit of a comedy oh really my number two is cowboy funk cowboy funk so it's a later episode it is it is session 22 mm -hmm. and this is where spike meets himself <laughs> but a slightly crazier version of himself. So this is the one, this is a character that has been confirmed by casting for the live action, and it is the Teddy Bomber. This guy is blowing up buildings with teddy bears strapped with bombs in order to make a political view, which, oh, never exactly gets fully explained because every time he is making his explanation, he gets interrupted. And so this <laughs> cowboy on a horse... Na named Andy yep. comes galloping in <laughs> and him and Spike are so much the fuck alike and this teddy bomber is getting so pissed off because they just <laughs> won't hear him out and they just keep saying you know tell him shut up 
and he goes, Andy goes, who even are you? And he's the bounty that both of them are chasing after. And he <laughs> never, Andy never remembers who Spike is. And it just infuriates the shit out of him. And it is just this <laughs> hilarity, just fucking. And Faye is quick to point out how so much alike the two of them are. And oh yeah, he just—he's got the stew. He's the member of a YMCA, and they're like, "I didn't know you're a Christian." He's like, "No, the Young Cowboys Association." And <laughs> the end of the episode, man. After he's like bowed his cap to to Spike and said, "You're the real cowboy," and whatever, he comes back as a fucking samurai, sitting <laughs> down. The fucking guy that he just helped put into jail, which Faye got the bounty for, by the way. Uh, naturally, episode, naturally, that's how that's got to happen. So one of my favorite parts this about episode this episode just brings me so much joy is like at the end of it, you know, they always have like the last phrase and the last line. And oftentimes it's see you space cowboy. At the end of this one, Andy is the yeah. one actually saying see you space cowboy. So it's not even <laughs> spike on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this hilarious where they parody themselves you know yep and and it just it brings me a lot of joy to watch this episode every single time i see it i'm just happy as can be yeah i, I like that i like that i was not expecting that to be on your list you're, you're you're very very correct i like it so my number two is a two-parter but it's it's oh, meant man. to be watched as a single episode and For i'm sure. pretty positive you know what this one is it is the, the perfect the end. One. No, no. The mid one's good, but the I real main one. Oh, Not the main the one. one. Yeah, I yeah. said the main oh, one. Oh, I thought you said mid. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is the perfect <laughs> end to our favorite anime of all time. And it's the real folk blues, part one, part two, episode 25 yeah. and 26. Just it watch is... those two episodes again today. Oh, yeah. I watched them earlier too. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah i mean so it good. is it is an incredible conclusion to everything that has kind of happened on the side because one thing that i like about cowboy bebop and well a lot of the anime that we really enjoyed that were 26 episodes you have yeah episodic you know you have episodes that fucking, are self-contained like for example his last one as the, much, the cowboy one that yeah, episode as much is, as we complain here on, on this podcast, we complain so much about filler episodes, and as much as we complain about filler episodes, some of our favorite anime are majority filler episodes, but where you catch a plot line here that's and there what through we're, the anime. That's what we expect with these ones, though. You know, it's not like there's 500 episodes and then 300 of them are filler. No, this is 26 <laughs> episodes and most of it is meant to be episodic. These episodes are meant to be self-contained with a little bit of hint man, to various when you, you know side plots and the major when overarching you plot. Together the overarching plot, you feel like a part of this club. Like you're like you're oh, yeah. one the of whole the few that, you know Spike and Vicious and the Red Dragon Syndicate storyline is just an incredible story from beginning to end and you get little bits and little tastes from it you know you get to the middle with the uh oh, oh jupiter jazz episodes part one part two that starts to expose a lot more of it and then you go back to getting more of these little tastes and the the series ends with the real folk blues and that is the end theme. That is the name of the end theme. And we've heard it the entire time. You literally get a tease of it at the very beginning 
of Asteroid Blues, the very first episode, essentially spoils the end of it for you. And I love that storytelling bit that they did. And it's just an incredible story, you know, with this one being the equivalent of 50 minutes, you know, between part one, part two, you know, Spike finally gets to meet back up with Julia and, you know, he finally gets to have his fight to the death with, uh, with Vicious and expose the syndicate. And it's just an incredible, incredible journey. So I'm going to finish what I'm saying there because uh, we got to wait for <laughs> um, Felix to get back. It seems like his uh, internet's acting up on him. Just saying. Okay. All right. So what we were so saying. So what did we say? Real Folk Blues. I went on to talk about how it, uh, it tied together the overall story elements and then kind of gave a quick synopsis of how, you know, um, Spike got to kind of tie up his loose ends with Julia. He got his final well, battle with Vicious and the, the Red Dragon syndicate. Okay. And how can I jump in without it seeming <laughs> like I was gone for <laughs> 10 minutes? I mean, we could just talk about it again. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. So, yeah. What you said. That, that was such a great synopsis of the episode. And honestly, my favorite part is the Julia dying. Not that she died, <laughs> but <laughs> it was such a oh, it was um, such a dramatic and emotional moment, bro. As a viewer honestly, and for Spike. at the same time, all she had to do is stay laying down. Like she stood up. Like there, there was a lot of people around, and then she just like stood up. No, it was you had tied back together the first episode um, with oh, what what's her name. The the lady who runs sort of the the shop the uh the Annie? convenience store Annie? Was yeah Annie? Annie Annie yes and you brought her back you got was it Lynn in this one whose brother was in the uh, Jupiter Jazz episodes yes uh, Grin 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 no Grin was the Grin was the uh, experimental um, guy yeah um, the the dude with tits yes um. And then <laughs> you put yeah. it so succinctly. It was, <laughs> yeah, my, you have such a way with words. <laughs> I'm I'm very loquacious, okay? And then yeah, just yeah, put together one of the best action sequences ever. Oh my god. Where goodness. they just destroy a building. Spike to is the just backdrop of one of the coolest songs, oh, which was the first yes. song they decided to redo this year. Um for with the original cast members and the original band in the COVID times, and so is one of their best songs or most iconic, maybe because I, I like a few others differently. And then you just destroy this fucking building. Yeah, Spike just goes in, them. goes ham, blows up everything he can, kills everybody he can, and, and obviously they, they end it overlook. with such an amazing moment. You get the best line of any show ever. At the end, very end. Bang. Is it? It's that simple, but it's that brilliant. It, it really is. You know, you've got Spike with blood running down his face. He's cut open to hell and back. And he just looks up, looks forward. Bang. It's so like. And it, it hits you, man. You just get goosebumps when he does it. It's, it's ugh, so important. So good. Mm -hmm. and, and it ends with honestly. the most the the heaviest part 
And the whole, you know, there's a message at the end of every episode, whether it's, you know, see you space cowboy or, you know, what, whatever it is, there's a couple of different ones that they do, but this one simply says, you're going to carry that weight. And it is, yep. And he, he's got, the, you know, Felix has the tattoo of that. It, it's so impactful it's to me. I got it on my an body. Emotional phrase after everything you just experienced on screen. It is a perfect ending to the perfect anime in my opinion but it's 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 it's, neither it's reflective number one to watanabe's uh influences because it is a beatles lyric uh from a song uh you're gonna carry that way and if i sing it anymore we're gonna get flagged again so i'm not going to you're not that good you're not (laughs) (laughs) it is just uh, yeah it's a brilliant episode and for for the real folk blues, you have that confrontation between Spike and Vicious, and it it ties back into episode five, which is entitled "Ballad of the Fallen Angels," and so you have this kind of tie back to an earlier episode of them fighting, and oh, it's so good. It it is so hard to get a truly good ending to a TV show, a movie series, a book or whatever. And the real folk blues is probably the best ending to any anime that I've ever seen. And I, uh, before, so we're moving on to number one, obviously. Yes. And and we go through all of that and it's not my number one. It's not my number one either. Yeah. Uh, What do you think of that? And well, mainly because it's not on my list because it'd be too difficult to even have it on my list. So I just kind of shoved it aside. It kind of has its own category. (laughs) Yeah, you know the importance of this show as a whole to me, and ending it, you never want it to end. So that's that's part of it. I also I almost pulled it off of my list, but it's so iconic and it's so well done. I I had to keep it on there. One of the things we both didn't mention is you don't actually know if Spike is dead at the end of this. Nope, you have no idea, and Watanabe won't say. And, and Watanabe also, uh, you know, the creator, uh, has spoken to potentially making more episodes. Now, we ended up with this Netflix series, but that doesn't mean the anime is gone forever either. We just don't know. And he's, yep, he doesn't he falls know either. forward and that's it. You don't actually see him die. There's no confirmation. It just, it ends. And so my... And the whole, you're going to carry episode, that weight kind of... Yeah. Show like you know, we are might carrying be a little like we're carrying it, but it might be a hint that he's carrying that weight now for the rest of his life. Like, yeah, it's it's great. But on to number one. What's your number one? I'm 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 curious. So my favorite episode of the series is entitled Toys in the Attic. Holy fucking shit, we did it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Oh my god, this episode is so good. (laughs) This episode has, again, one of the fewest lines ever. Episode Um, episode 11. So you guys are session 11, so you guys know which one to look for. Absolutely nothing happens in this episode. Nothing. (laughs) And it's the best. So you start off with Faye just robbing Jet Blind, and, and Spike has just burnt these shish kebabs with a flamethrower and and jet is taking off his underwear and flying it out in the air because <laughs> she literally robbed him of everything uh now, now, with so, this 
ankle they, they were that. playing dice. They were playing they dice. They were playing dice. But she but cheated. She... she totally cheated. <laughs> and robs him blind of literally everything, including his clothes. And they're they're eating. And, you know, Jet gets a little, little upset. And he, he goes for a walk. And he finds a refrigerator. A freezer. Refrigerator, right. He finds a refrigerator that nobody that even remembers even existing. Know, yeah, that <laughs> he didn't even realize was there, and so and it turns out it hasn't even been there that long. It's been there for like six months, you know. Yep. <laughs> so we we talked a little bit earlier with the the Pierre Lefou episode being kind of a, a horror movie kind of trope episode. This one is too, but it's also hilarious. <laughs> this is truly kind of a tie-in to your your alien, well, even like the movie Aliens uh, yeah, yeah. kind of trope. And so Jet finds this refrigerator and he's back there and he doesn't know what's there. And the next thing you know is he's coming out and... He, he, he's not the... feeling. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the episode starts off with this too, like with like just this camera panning through spider webs and ventilation shafts and stuff, and you're just like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's just. <laughs> and so Jet comes out, and you know he's like, "I was bit by something," and Faye's like, "What do you mean something?" You know, it was probably just a rat. And so they're going on thinking it's a rat. And Jet starts to feel a little uneasy. And all of a sudden, he just passes the fuck out and just <laughs> hits the ground. And you see this giant purple wound on the back of his neck. Just disturbing. And so one, they're like, one by what one, man, is this, what is it this gets, thing? And so they're looking it up. They're trying to figure out what this is. And this and, is the best part because he's like, <laughs> no, it's not the Ebola virus. And yeah, yeah. J Spike's looking up all these different name. diseases and they start just every naming disease, these random like, crazy uh, things. Uh, and, and they're, you know, even Spike comes out. He's like, maybe it was a rat, but it mutated to have some sort of crazy poison. Nah, that couldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> and Jet, just the look of fear in his face for every scenario he's terrified. they run through. <laughs> and then, so Ed, of uh, course we have, well, of you know, course we have. Um, was it I next or was it Faye in the bathtub? It, it was. It was because we always have to put Faye in the bathtub. Always, you know, bathtub or the shower. <laughs> she's got to be naked somewhere in each episode. <laughs> but so she's she's like taking a shower and she comes out and she's got she's a bite. soaking in the tub man and, and the next thing you know she's freaking out because she's got a bite on her leg and she's thinking she's gonna die and and who was it i think it was spike they were talking and he's like you know there's only one way this could really go if it's that bad death and, and it's just like this so it, it's so dramatic with what's going on and these wounds are like these giant yeah. purple just like they don't blend in Fluorescent, it looks like just somebody like just like slapped blobs. a purple sticker on these <laughs> on the characters so then ed and i go off and they're trying to find what this thing is and <laughs> my favorite part of this first off like so spike 
you know, Ayn gets bitten. You know, he doesn't last. Yep. It's about Spike, so he's fed up, and he just starts loading like an arsenal. He gets grenades. He gets <laughs> his gun like, cocked and loaded. Doesn't he have, he like, a, a spray thing and a flamethrower? Yeah. <laughs> and the best part of this episode is each, like, incrementally, they do lessons. And this episode spawned my favorite line from the entire anime, and it comes from Ed, and it's lesson three lesson if you see a stranger follow him and that's like my favorite <laughs> <fucking> line <laughs> yeah like no. each time somebody gets bit there's a <laughs> there's a lesson that they say and you know so eventually spike's got this big arsenal he's off trying to save the ship and save everybody and he comes he, across it, this bridge and he looks at and he yeah, looks at it and he goes oh man maybe i should have eaten that thing and it you're was like, a what lobster. the hell is he talking? It's a, it rock, a lobster rock lobster, from, man. What was it from Mars? And it was in there for six months, and he opens up the <laughs> he fridge. He opens it up, it's and gooey, it's terrifying. It's mold and, and shit's moldy. growing. <laughs> and so he takes it out to the hatch, you know, and he's gonna just exodus this thing. And he holds on for dear dear life. He and exodus, he's almost slipping he takes off the whole fridge, gets sucked out, and shoves and the whole fridge out into grip. space just in time to to for this thing to close up and it just sp- <laughs> spirals through space with all this gl- like sparkly dust and stuff coming it's out of it so dramatic. and you get that that um that that song the do 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 yeah um, what is it dance of the fairy plums or something like the that yeah <laughs> and then it just the ends so perfectly fairy. sugar, sugar plum, plum yeah oh it just man ends so perfectly with Ed. and 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 spike well spike at the end is just like and that's the story and what was the real lesson don't leave things in the fridge and it like and, i said and, it ends perfectly with well, ed it does but we got to we got to go over what happens right before ed so instead of saying see you space cowboy at the end on the bottom it just simply reads the end <laughs> uh, and this and thing and then ed and then ed crawls like dashing back and forth all the way and ed just grabs it and eats it no and so and then at at the end of every episode after the credits roll there's a preview for the next one and ed comes up and is like and so everybody died and that was it (laughs) and talks about how she's going to be a a a a cowgirl now and her and i are going to go on these adventures and spike comes in he's like wait a second what no there's going to be more of us isn't there nope (laughs) (laughs) it's great this episode is fantastic that's so fun i love that that was your favorite i love it (laughs) yeah i mean it was it was crazy fun and those were some of my favorite episodes were just the random fun ones or the fucking weird ones. You know, you think about, I, I love the one where they, where Ed takes on that master chess player. I that one was a the, really interest. Like that one was Honky actually Tonk just woman. really interesting. Honky tonk woman where they meet Faye where and they meet you Faye. see so much of Spike's personality where he just eats this chip and <laughs> spits it back up. He just doesn't give a fuck. You know, you know str- Stray Dog Strut, where you meet Ayn. Um, Brain Scratch was a fucking mind fuck of an yes. episode, you know? Yes. And I, I love the episodes 
that go in depth on some of the backstory for some of the characters. They didn't make our top five, but some they are my, so integral yeah. to the stories. With the you know, ones were tragic, you know, and just extremely sad. tragic, you know, and especially leading up episode. Uh, what was it? Twenty four. Right before the ending, too. Right before Real Folk Blues, you have Hard Luck Woman, which goes super yeah. in depth with her background. You get to learn more about Ed's background. Ed leaves the the bebop with she, she just bans, and- you know, and she lives this giant message on the bebop um, with this weird funky face. And you meet her dad that doesn't know whether or not she's a boy or a girl, <laughs> and <laughs> but and you, you find know, out she has like ten names. Yeah. But that's that's the thing, like, every episode is so important, and each one has some sort of background that, that ties everything in together, and... Definitely. It's it's an incredible show. Absolutely There's incredible. There's so much nuance and detail to this show, you can watch it again and again, and, but and, I mean, and learn honestly, something new almost every time. Honestly, we, we want to know what your favorite episode is. We, we do. really do. You do. And reach out. Let us know. You can reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Twitter at 2DEP2020. You can email us at 2DEP2020 at gmail.com. We are on Instagram. Comment on the YouTube videos. Or, you know, you could also help support us on Patreon if you want to help us create even better content. And, you know. Next time on Two Dads and a Podcast. We we did an interview. We did. For, for the next episode. We did. Um, Claire Redfield. We we interviewed her, the character, no, the voice actor, Stephanie Panicello. Yes. And it was this a was a really, really fun one. And man, I had to cut some good stuff out of there in order to make it fit our time frame <laughs> that we tried to do. The whole the whole chat we had with her was absolutely wonderful. It was super fun, super, you know, just chatting. Like that's the thing. Like it was, it was really just yeah, chatting and back. having a good time. Very laid back. So keep an eye out later this week for that episode. Yeah. Um. Check out uh the new live action Cowboy Bebop and tell us your feedback because um yeah we're, we're going to be watch watching it. it for sure and we'll probably talk about it on a future podcast. So spoilers. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. See you, Space Cowboy. Man, you stole my line. <laughs>